Alright, hello. This week it is just me and my friend Eve. She has been on before. Hello! And this is the weird and suspicious. We're just gonna read Reddit stories. So, sometimes we talk about a little bit of stuff at the beginning of the podcast. That's what we've been doing lately, but we also just talked for like an hour, so. (laughs) Should we let the fans know my big, my big news? Yeah! I got into the University of Michigan. I was just found out that I was accepted last week. I'm super, super, super excited. Um, but that means I will be moving <clears throat> away from home to Ann Arbor to attend school, which I'm a little bit sad about. But I am really excited for this new chapter of my life. And yeah. It's also not that far of a drive. Like, what, it's not. Three hours? Two, I believe. Two. And then, so. like, you can just stay there. I was going to apply to UVM. Yeah, and MSU. And then if I didn't get into either of those, go to, try to apply to wait, try to apply to Wayne State, which is in Detroit. Mm-hmm. But I got my U of M acceptance letter literally a week before the MSU application was due, and I'm like, yeah, I don't need to Fill it out apply to MSU anymore. Like I, I know where I'm going. I am so I was accepted to the U of M College of Literature, Science, and Arts. Ooh. That sounds fun. Yes. And because I'm going for like a business management, marketing type degree, they do offer that there. Um, However, they also have the Ross School of Business. U of M has 19 different like colleges under their like U of M umbrella. So the Ross School of Business is like first choice only because it's a their business school, mm-hmm. obviously, and it's the number one business school in the state. So that would be really lit to go there. But I, there are a lot of students that have gone there that start off at LSA and then transfer to Ross. Um, LSA has a higher acceptance rate than Ross does. Last year, Ross only accepted 10 transfer students. And, like, I have good are grades. Are you considered but... a transfer student? Yes. Okay. I'm, I was going to... Uh, graduate this year like this spring with my associate degree Mm -hmm. but it's a little bit redundant like unnecessary to have an associate degree and then transfer for a bachelor's like if you're going to get your bachelor's like you just get your bachelor's you don't need an associate I would only graduate with my associate degree if I was going to like take a couple years off Mm -hmm. and like try to work and then, like, go back for your bachelor's? Yeah. So, because then I would be able to say, like, hey, I at least completed one program. Or if I was going to stop after that. If so, I... it just, like, counts towards your bachelor. Like, you just, like, don't do the whole graduation thing. <clears throat> yeah. But, like, technically you have all the hours and stuff for an associate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they counted as credits. credits. Yep. Yeah. So, my credits would transfer. This one is called... Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope I don't butcher this. Palisade... Gardens? Yeah. Is that, did I say that correctly? I think so. Do we know where that is? The Palisade Gardens? I think that's like a like a famous place. I've heard of it. I have never heard of this. And it can't be that famous. Yeah. I haven't heard of it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Okay. But I am saying it right. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me where it is before I start reading so I can visualize where these people are. Um, It is. Set me a scene. And, well, the Palisade Gardens are in Yonkers, New York. And they all, yeah, I think. I don't okay. know. That's an apartment. <laughs> Just kidding. Oops. 
What is well, because Palisade the title Gardens? is Palisade Gardens is a beautiful place to live. Just never open your doors or windows after sunset. So maybe they Arlington, are Arlington, Virginia, I think is like the most, oh, they have like also Palisade Gardens in New Jersey. But what ones are you talking about? The ones, New Jersey and Virginia seem to like the, be like the most popular and look kind of nice. I also feel like I hear about a lot of like paranormal, like weird and the palace, the weird garden. and suspicious. This things. seems like the most popular ones. The uh, ones in Arlington, Virginia, and also yeah. Virginia is just a creepy place in general. Yeah, because old timey shit happened yeah. there. And so the birth of our shit. yeah, <laughs> the East Lots Coast is a haunted place in general. Very much so. Lots of um, a colonial yeah. spirits. Yeah. You know? Pilgrimage. Yes. <laughs> Lots of pioneers died on that. <laughs> Lots of turf, also natives. <laughs> so. Oh my god, yeah. I can't forget those. R.A.P. All right. Uh, title again. Palisade Gardens is a beautiful place to live. Just never open your doors or windows after sunset. I've never liked moving, but for Palisade Gardens, I was willing to do anything. My husband, Peter, and I found our home, dream home there. And by some miracle, we'd actually gotten it. I couldn't believe it when our realtor had called us with the good news. We moved in as soon as possible, packing up our cramped two-bedroom apartment in the city and relishing the move to a quieter, more peaceful area. Palisade Gardens was by far the most coveted neighborhood to live in. It had the best schools, was a 20-minute drive to downtown, and had a selection of healthy and organic grocery stores to choose from. Plus... It butted right up against a beautiful forest, a perfect place to hike and explore nature. Location-wise, it was the holy grail of neighborhoods, and our little family had snagged us a piece of that dream. Kyle, our six-year-old, carried a small box of his toys up to his new bedroom. The house had four bedrooms, and he'd chosen the one that faced the big oak tree on the side of the house. The primary bedroom was just down the hallway from him, and it was almost as big as the living room in our old place. I still couldn't believe we were here. Life was about to get so much better. As I put things away in the kitchen, the pleasant chime of the doorbell filled the main floor. God, even the doorbell sounded heavenly. I placed the pot I was holding onto the sleek granite counter and walked down the hallway to the front door. Bright sunlight shone through the frosted glass, bathing the entryway in a golden glow that made my heart happy. I opened the door and even the sun seemed brighter out here. I blinked a few times to adjust my eyes, then saw a thin bird-like woman standing on our stoop. She had gray hair that fell flatly around her chin, and she carried a small covered dish. Hello, she said, her pale lips stretching into a smile. My name's Denise. I'm your neighbor across the street. She held out the dish to me, which contained delicious-looking brownies. Kyle wasn't a big fan of chocolate, but Peter and I would be more than happy to finish them off ourselves. I grabbed the dish and invited her in, stepping to the side as she entered. She looked around the entryway as if assessing the space. We're still getting settled, I said, suddenly self-conscious of the empty space. I'm sure Denise from across the street had an immaculate home, one filled with thriving plants and expensive furniture. I'm Molly, by the way, I said, leading her into the kitchen. And thank you for the gift. That was so kind of you. Not a problem at all, she said absently as she looked around the kitchen. I wondered if her house was a cookie-cutter replica of ours, or if it was different. Probably the latter. Nothing about this neighborhood was cookie-cutter. How long have you lived in Palisade Gardens, I asked. 
Denise finally turned and looked at me. About 30 years. My husband and I loved it here. I was about to ask her about her husband when she spoke up again. In fact, I need to get back to him. He has dementia and can't be left alone for too long. Oh, of course. I'm sorry to hear that, I offered. Denise nodded, then glanced around until she saw my phone on the counter. She hurried over to it and picked it up. Before I could say anything, she dialed a number and the phone in her own pocket began to ring. She hung up and put my phone back down. There you go, she said with a curt smile. Now you have my number in case you need anything. Then she left the kitchen and headed toward the front door. I followed her out, not sure how to respond. She opened the door and stepped outside, then turned back to look at me. It was nice meeting you, Molly, she said. I hope you decide to stay. It really is such a wonderful neighborhood. Then she was outside and down the walkway. Is this I, an older lady? It kind of seems like it. The one writing? Like no. OP or the, the, woman, the Denise. woman Denise? Yes, she okay. is older. I believe she is described as... Well, she's been there for like 30 years. Pale lips. Yep, lived there 30 years. Gray hair that fell flatly around her chin. Bird-like woman. I guess you could be bird-like and young, but... I don't know too many young women described no. as bird-like. <laughs> no, like, those bird-like features don't come out until you're, you've been aged. The yeah. world has gotten to you. It's just like, it's, it's such a weird thing for like older women to like grab phones and be like, no, 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 now you have my number. Well, and I also feel like too, because of the nature of the stories that we're reading, like there's a reason she did that and it's, it's going to come down yeah. the road. Like It's going to be a creepy reason. Yes, because... Also, why is that a detail that you would choose to include if it didn't somehow come back around later? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes, creepy that she did it, but of all the details for you to include, like, for that one to be part of it, it's like, also, she was like, I don't know how to respond. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just an out of, uh, not common characteristic for old, older ladies. Yes. Well, I mean, I don't know. I know some pretty bold old ladies. Let me tell you. Some, my grandmother, for one bless god bless her soul but <laughs> she or god rest her soul i should say um but she i mean was just bold in that she said things that you wouldn't hear other people normally say and i don't know if it's an age thing yeah like where is. you he, get to be so old you don't care anymore yeah like fuck it it's like i can say what i want bitch like i've been through some things yeah <laughs> you know like some stuff i'm like grandma you cannot say that <laughs> Do you know? Has anybody told you? Because if they haven't, I'm here to let you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully Denise is nicer than we're making her out to be. <laughs> um, I watched as she crossed the street, unlocked her door, and stepped inside her house. For the first time, I noticed that all her windows were curtained, not an inch of sunlight able to poke inside her home. What a shame, especially on such a nice, beautiful day. See, and like that right there. Red flag. Why are all your curtains closed? All of our curtains are closed. Not me, but like everyone in my house loves to close the curtains. They, for some reason, love living in the dark. Do you have, is there blinds though? Is it like curtains with blinds no. or it's only curtains? No, but they're blackout curtains. Oh. Like our living room, curtains are all day long, every single day. When I open them, they get so upset about it. Like, sorry mom, love you, but like, I don't know why they get so upset. Like, let the light in. Let the light in and... The only, like, reason I can think to keep the blinds closed would be if you don't have blinds and you don't want everybody looking into your house, which I totally understand, but then get some sheer curtains. 
Yeah. Like if you're if you're going for a curtain vibe, yeah. you know, you're going for the curtain aesthetic, you put two curtains or two curtain rods in. And then sheer one, ones behind. Yes. So you put the sheer ones underneath mm-hmm. and those are the ones you keep closed. Like at our old house, we had this huge bay window in the front of the house. I mean, just massive. It was like almost the length of the wall. Like massive, nice. massive. Love it. Yes. Gorgeous, right? But who's going to have blinds? To fit that no large one. of a window. Nobody. So that's what we did. We had two curtain rods, sheer curtains, you know, up against the window. That way we'd keep closed for privacy. And then a larger set of decorative curtains that we would close at night. So, like, that I get. But, like, even at, like, my I'm man's house. I'm just a person. Same. Just let it in. I, like, I have sheer curtains and I still leave them open. Like, my... And also, like, at this point, I've built a shelf on my windowsill for plants, so, like, shutting them doesn't make sense. Yeah. But, like, I, even, like, when I lived alone, I always had the curtains open. Yeah. All the time. I I don't even care. People can look in. Fuck it. I don't care. Well, and during the day, it's not as bad because the contrast of the light that's inside your home versus the light that's outside. Typically, the light outside is so bright, it creates a glare on the glass. So, you're absolutely right. You can't see. But as soon as dusk hits... I don't know if it's all the murder movies I've watched and growing up in a very, like, you know, affluent area where people live in wooded areas up on hills and they have massive windows with no blinds or curtains. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's how every murder movie starts, right? Yeah. But if we all have clothes on, it's bright outside, open them. Open them and let that in. I'm just... A natural light person. Same. I want a house full of windows. You know what? They mm-hmm. make that film that you can put on them to where you still get the light in, but people can't see inside your windows. Yes. Just get that. Part of me also, like, I understand, like, the murder part. And, like, I understand why women want to keep their curtains closed, but when men are like, I don't like when people look at my house. I'm like, what are you doing that you're, like, so scared that people will see? Women, I understand why you shut curtains because men are creepy and come and murder you. Come and murder you or just, like, stand outside your house and, like, jerk off in your bushes, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. No, thank you. Like, men pay got, good money for that. When like, guys are like that. And I'm like, well, it's not like you have, like, nice things for people to see all. I'm yes. So just, like. You probably barely have any furniture as I'm it like, is. So. What is it that you don't want people seeing? They don't want you to see the weird porn they're watching (laughs) while they jump off inside their house. (laughs) I'm like, it's just like, when people are so, like, I guess anal about it, I'm like, but why? Yeah. Like, but what are you hiding? What are you trying to hide? For me, it's the paranoia that somebody's outside watching. And, like, for women, I get it. Yeah. Like, Like, even with my man home, I'm like, shut the fucking blind. Okay, I'll just reread this little chunk here to kind of get flow. For the first time, I noticed that all her windows were curtained. Not an inch of sunlight able to poke inside her home. What a shame, especially on such a beautiful day. Unpacking had take <laughs> Unpacking had taken most of the day, and there was still plenty of arranging and organizing to do. But we'd reached a spot where we were all happy with, so Peter and I got Kyle ready for bed, then snuggled up with him on the living room couch to watch some TV before going to bed. The neighborhood was darker at night than I had expected. There were no streetlights, only the faint glokes coming from the houses, and most of those were muted by curtains or blinds. The quiet and darkness were much more intense than in the city, and I fell asleep almost immediately once we cuddled up in front of the TV. When I awoke, I was alone. The TV was off, and the blanket was tucked neatly under my legs. Peter must have taken Kyle up to bed and made sure that I was comfortable down here before going up to bed himself. I clicked on my phone, squinting at the bright light, and saw it was almost midnight. 
My neck hurt from the angle I'd been sleeping at, and I looked forward to getting a few hours of rest in an actual bed before starting the day. Yawning, I stood up, stretched, and folded the blanket over the back of the couch. I shuffled as quietly as I could through the living room, not wanting to disturb my sleeping family upstairs. I got to the stairs and had set one foot over the first step when a quiet knock echoed through the house. I froze, uncertain if I'd actually heard it. This was an unfamiliar house. Maybe it was just a settling? But then I heard it again. A louder knock this time coming from the front door. I wrapped up my cardigan around me and moved to the door. I peered through the peephole but couldn't see anything. I leaned over and flicked the porch light on. And when I looked back outside, I saw Peter standing on the doorstep. I opened the door, looking at him through the glass of the storm door. Peter, I said sleepily, what are you doing outside? He smiled at me sheepishly. His black hair was tousled, and he wore a cream sweater I didn't remember him having when I fell asleep. He smiled at me sheepishly. His black hair was tousled, and he wore a cream sweater I didn't remember him having on when I fell asleep. Sorry, he said with a shrug of his shoulders. I went outside to check on something and got locked out. But the door wasn't locked. And what were you checking on? I didn't know what it was, but he was being weird. His eyes kept flicking to the hallway behind me, and something about his face was off. Wrong. I thought the sprinklers were on, he said. I just wanted to check on them, but it's fine. Can you let me in? He glanced down at the handle of the storm door expectedly. I didn't know why he couldn't just open it himself. Are you sure everything was fine? You're acting weird. I hovered my hand over the handle, trying to figure out why I felt so strange about this. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Just let me in. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. His voice was brusque, very uncharacteristic of him. My hand rested on the handle now. Just a tiny bit of pressure down and a push outward and the door would be open. Then my phone suddenly rang, a quiet chime from my pocket. I jumped at the noise and then let go of the handle to fish it out. No, no, Peter breathed. His voice was desperate now. His eyes bounced between me and the handle. Just open it, please. I want to come in. I looked down at the phone but didn't recognize the number. I answered it anyway. Hello, I said, my pulse racing for some reason. Molly, it's Denise, your neighbor. I looked past Peter and saw Denise standing at her window, her silhouette barely visible in the night. Whatever you do, she said, don't open the door. That thing isn't your husband. I stepped back from the door. I didn't understand what she was saying, but deep down it made sense. Something was off about Peter. Something on a visceral level I couldn't quite articulate. No, wait, he cried out. Please, I just want to come in. I won't hurt you, I promise. The words drained the blood from my body. I grabbed the wooden door and prepared to slam it shut when not Peter began to pound on the glass of the storm door. Let me in, just let me in, he seethed. His teeth had suddenly become pointed, filed white knives sticking out from his mouth. His eyes flicked yellow, sharp and cruel. I gasped and closed the door, the pounding stopping as soon as the door was shut. I locked it, then slid to the ground, the phone still to my ear. Molly, can you hear me? Are you there? Denise's voice sounded like it came from the end of a long tunnel, but eventually I responded. What was that thing? I said, still numb from shock. We don't know, but you did a great job. 
I need to lock the other doors, I suddenly shouted, jumping to my feet. No, it's okay, Denise cut in quickly. As long as your doors and windows are closed, they can't get in. Just don't open up your house to them and you'll be fine. I slid back down the door, my heart still beating rapidly. What's going on? I said, my words catching in my throat. Listen, Palisade Gardens really is a wonderful place to live, but it's got everything you'll need to make the perfect home for you and your family. But there's something that comes here at night. You don't have to worry about it, though. Just keep your doors shut and... Denise's voice suddenly cut off. A beat passed, then I heard her speak from the receiver. No, Roger, that's not your sister. Don't... Then the line clicked off, silence hanging in the air. I waited for Denise to speak, for her to call me back, but nothing. I called her, but it went straight to voicemail. I heaved a heavy sigh, squeezing my eyes shut, and let myself feel the rising fear for only a few seconds. My heart beat, my ears drummed, my tight eyes brimmed with tears, and then I got up. I had a family to protect. I was terrified of whatever was outside, but I wouldn't let that stop me from keeping my family safe. With my phone still clutched in my hand, I ran up the stairs into Kyle's bedroom. I cracked open the door and peeked inside. Kyle laid under the covers, his little chest rising and falling. His room was still messy with half-filled boxes, but the nightlight cast a warm glow over everything. I sighed with relief, then quietly shut the door and headed to the primary bedroom. I threw the door open and turned on the lights. Peter laid in bed, tangled in the sheets, but he bolted up immediately when I called his name. What is it? He said, his eyes wide with fear. Where's Kyle? He's okay, I said, sitting on the side of the bed and putting my hand on Peter's knee, but I need to tell you something. To his credit, Peter believed me right away. He didn't make me feel crazy or like I'd been dreaming it. He just nodded with each detail, his face coming more and more awake. We need to leave then, he said matter-of-factly when I finished. We can't though, I said. We can't open our doors. Peter worked his bottom lip between his teeth, ran his hand through his hair as he thought, but our brainstorming session was interrupted by a noise. We both looked at each other, straining to make sense of the sound, and then it clicked. Kyle was awake, and he was talking to someone. Before I could even think I was up and out of the room, my feet flew across the hallway. My hands threw open his door. Kyle was out of bed, his blue dinosaur pajamas barely visible in the light. His back was to me, and he was standing at the window the curtains wide open. A figure stood on the roof just outside, its body hunched over to talk face to face to Kyle. It glanced up at me when I came in the room and I recognized the face. It was my father's face, Kyle's grandpa we'd just seen over the holidays, except it wasn't him. It only looked like him. Kyle's hand raised and he placed it on the window lock. That's it, the creature said. Good boy, let me in. That's it. Do I... Is there another part? No, I... they just posted it 10 hours ago. Okay. But that's also weird. I want to know what these creatures are. I bet they're demons. Well, have but... you watched the, I think it was like American, one of the American horror stories. Like when they had Wait. each episode different. Oh, maybe not. Like this season, each episode was different? Yeah. Okay, no, but you started saying something and it triggered a thought. Skinwalkers. Yeah. Um... Brian has been watching the Skinwalker Ranch. Yes. Isn't that more aliens? No. That is still, I mean. There's aliens involved. (laughs) Yes, but the curse of the land is 
the skinwalkers, which is like demonic, like spirits. Now, mm-hmm. modern day, they're trying to rationalize it or like, like justify it with alien activity. However, that curse and the like myth of what skinwalkers are supposed to be is like a very real thing that's like, I think, across the like Native American culture. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think all of it necessarily has to do with aliens. I mean, this particular ranch. They're attributing a lot of it to alien activity or, like, alien influence. But in the Native American culture, they describe it as more of a demonic presence, which is, like, more of a paranormal thing. However, Brian and I have been watching a lot of, like, research-type clip video things. things Yes, where they're now starting to kind of explain why we see paranormal things or like why that's possible for us as human beings because we are like sentient beings and animals don't necessarily experience the same thing but because I feel they're like not animals can see them more than we can yes but i'm i'm not doing it justice i should probably stop because people are gonna hear me and be like this dumbass bitch doesn't know what she's talking about it's not like we know what we're talking about anyway (laughs) i just feel like because now i'm starting to get into more detail about science it's like you kind of need to know what you're talking about to speak on it but like because there are different dimensions and we don't have necessarily access to them the animals can see that because they operate on a different plane than we do Mm -hmm. and as humans now we don't have the same experience that they do because there are parts of our brains that we've shut off or like shut down yeah. and we cannot access those because of it. all the like technology and everything that we, ha- I just mean that like, like our, you know how animals, it's like this, we're distracted by other things yes. that animals aren't. Like how example, animals can sense when storms are coming, mm-hmm. um, they are showing or they're doing research on dogs being able to sniff Yes. Cancer. Yep. Things like that. And where like, if you're gonna die, usually your dog will like stay closer to you. And they more know. Than, yeah. That's like we describe it as like a sixth sixth sense sort of thing, but it's second nature for animals. Like they don't see it that way because they just, aren't operating. Like they do have comp- complex thoughts, but they also aren't like you said, like distracted or the word that was used in the docu series was corrupted. Their brains aren't corrupted by, you know, modern technology and modern world yeah. problems and issues and things that we deal with. Society now. and shit. Yes. Like civilization type problems. They don't have that because they're operating on a different plane than we are. Mm-hmm. So they they can sense it or access it when we can't. Yeah. And they're also not as likely to have what would be considered like their chakras out of line, which mm-hmm. is you know, like, also a huge part of being able to access that type of, yeah. you know, like, information. It, they kind of talk about it in um, Avatar. Did you ever see? I did, but I was so young when it came out. It kind of just, like, I didn't get everything in it. And then okay. also, like, I Did you, you probably haven't seen the new one then, no. right? The water one? Okay. They have, like, the Navi people, the blue people. At the end of their ponytails, they have those, like... Mm-hmm. Almost like tentacly type mm-hmm. looking things. Um, they're almost like antenna, and they can connect to parts of this tree, uh, the tree of spirits, and their, you know, higher power they refer to as Awa. Well, these trees are actually like 
downloading the information, like memories, emotions, like from their little braid antennas, they're actually uploading their information and like the memories and spirits of their ancestors, which is why they call it the tree of spirits is because it's actually holding all this information. Like, you know, fungus Mm -hmm. holds data, like, and you can access that data, like ancient, ancient data. Like they will be here long before or long. They were here long before us and they'll be here long after us. Yeah. Like they are. When we've talked about this last time too, like how people think that like water holds stuff like that too, or like, like objects like rocks and shit. Yeah. Because there's something about the microbiology of maybe not rocks, but rocks that rocks, are infected with fungus. But I mean, living organisms, mm-hmm. plants, trees, water, you know, things that can hold cells, amoebas, like those are the types of things. There's been so much research that is being done with fungus specifically, like bacteria, they put some, I want to say it was yeast maybe in a Petri dish and they put something like what, what this microorganism eats, like consumes as, you know, quote unquote food. They did it in the map of like yeah. the Japanese subway yeah. system. Yeah, we talked and about it And 24 time. hours later it had rerouted like in a more efficient way. Mm-hmm. So like they're operating on such a higher intellectual level than we give them credit for, than, like, we even operate as human beings ourselves. Yeah. And so... We can't even go around a roundabout. <laughs> literally. So that's what, like, they were attributing the, like, microbiology of this tree to, is yeah. that I, Sigourney Weaver's character describes it so well, and so, like, maybe look that clip up in your free time, but... The way that they are, like, uploading and downloading information, like, from their brains into these trees, basically. And that that's why they're so sacred to them. Because then when they connect their little antenna to the tree, they can genuinely, like, feel their ancestors. And genuinely feel those that have passed. Which is why when they connect to it, they see, like, loved ones that are gone. And they have, like, almost like a vision where they can actually talk to and touch Mm -hmm. that other person. And I just think that's... So, well, it makes sense, too. Like, natives were so into, like, their ancestors and, like, sacred. Like, every Like, essentially, to me, like, everything is sacred in some kind of way. Yeah. To them. Well, and because if you want to go, like, pure science route, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So, if that's the case, when people pass, where is their energy going? Yes. Unless it's con- Unless it's transferring to another vessel. Like, reincarnation or something. Yeah. It's, that's it's around us. I so. kind of also, like... One of the things that I, like, because with you, I feel like we have good discussions like this, like, like, re- like, because someone asked me today, they're like, well, what do you think about reincarnation? And I'm like, ah, it's a possibility. Like, I don't fucking yeah. know. But also, like, and, like, generally speaking, reincarnation, you reincarnate until you reach nirvana and then, like, I don't know, you go wherever it is you go. But I'm like, what if you just reincarnate until the earth ends? It is very that possible. terrible. <laughs> but I mean, they, there have been theories where they say that when you're dying and they always make the reference, okay, go to the light. I see the light, you know, whatever. There, It's been theorized and I don't know how much science has really been behind this. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff that Brian shows me has not really touched on it, but mm-hmm. I do know, like I have heard it before that they think that... Some people think that 
the light is actually you being reborn. Yeah. And, like, you re-entering the world. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think that if, let's say I do buy into reincarnation, I don't necessarily think I believe that if you live a shitty life or you're a shitty person, then you're going to be reincarnated as, like, a bug or a cow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which, yeah. like, although that would be fucking lit, I think because we are all human beings, we talk about... uh I cannot think of the name. I'm going to text him really quick. The this These, like, seven principles. Yeah. But also, like, you kind of, like, not necessarily, like, reincarnating into other things. And, like, maybe, like, dogs and stuff, okay, like, possibly. But also, like, reincarnating in a different life situation so you can learn the lessons that you didn't learn the life before. Yes. And, like, a lot of times there's supposed to be, like, 7 to 15 people that you always reincarnate with. Oh, okay. And, like, so, like, a lot of times it'll be, like, the person you date or your friend or your mom. It's not necessarily always family, but, like, like your brothers and stuff that, and sisters, like, they're not necessarily part of that group. And, like, people who aren't close to their siblings, maybe that's why you're not close to your siblings. Yeah. And, like, shit like that. Um, But, like, friend groups or, like, maybe, like, a coworker that you met and you're like, wow, I feel like we're just, like, so connected. And, like, then, so, I don't know, they're a part of your life forever. Yeah. I... I believe that to a degree. Okay, but the principles, hermetic principles. Hermetic principles. Hermetic principles. If you're listening, look them up. If you don't know, fuck around and find out. The principle of polarity is the one that I was talking about. We're like, we as human beings, we have to be good and we have to be bad. Because in order for there to be one, there must be the other. And so we float somewhere on a spectrum between Each those. person? Yes. Okay. But as individuals, we have to have both. There's just, like, no way around it. Like, in our lives, there can only be good because there is bad. Yeah. So, you like, know? we do some shit that's bad because... Because then we do some shit that's good. Yeah. And there are people that... Do more bad than bad. Right. And, and there are people that bad. do more bad than good. And yeah. that's why I'm, like, it's so hard for me to be so, like, black and white. Like, if you're a shitty person, you should reincarnate as a bug because... They could, there's no way they could have been shitty their whole life. Yeah. There's no way. And maybe just, like, reincarnate with, like... Maybe, and then, like, I think that's something where, like, if they keep reincarnating with the same people and they keep being shitty, maybe that's when they reincarnate with a different group yes. of people. Yes, but like, I don't it believe it's the people. one lifetime you fucked up in your one lifetime and now you're a bug. <laughs> and when you die as a bug, then maybe. But, like, <laughs> then then I know there are cultures. Yeah, I know there are cultures that do believe that. Yeah. That they're, like, you must be good and pure the whole time in order to reincarnate as a human again or a, you know, like, higher being or whatever. So... I don't know. I mean, like, there's those kids that always, like, that talk about, like, their past lives and shit. Have you watched any of those? Are you talking about, like, are they the spirits with the red eyes? No. Oh, then no. Like, kids will be like, oh, my other mom, blah, blah, blah. And the mom will be like, your other mom. They're like, yeah. And before I died, my other mom, blah, blah, blah. Oh, Yes. And they're like unexplainable and things, like and then the so kids don't remember that they said them. Yeah. Yes. And then, like, Creepy. as they get older, they lose those memories. Okay, the Kabbalan. He told. He just texted me. He said the Kabbalan is one of the most common Hermetic books. K y b a l i o n. Look I feel it up. Like I need to like watch a bunch of. 
documentaries and shit about this. Dude. I feel like Hulu has a bunch of, like, these kind of... Yeah, well, on YouTube. He does it on YouTube. I know, I'm he will like YouTube girly, though. I am not either. Like, <laughs> if unless I'm looking for something very specific yeah. and I know what I'm looking for, uh, Bailey Syrian, if you ever hear oh, this... I love her. Fucking, yes. <laughs> plug away. Um, I also... Um, somebody showed me a couple other, like, podcasts that, like, mm-hmm. they film them talking. Yeah. And so I will, like, sometimes watch those. Yeah. Or, like, uh, the Trixie and Katya, they're, oh, they have a web series. I don't know if you. No. Are, okay. If you're into drag queens, even if you're not, if you're into funny shit, dude. It's just funny. They are hilarious. Well, guys, hilarious. they record theirs now. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, they post cute. it on YouTube. Okay, yeah, Trixie and Katya, Trixie Mattel, Katya, I can't say I've her last name. I've heard some of them. But I think they, they were have, on Guys We Fucked. Oh, maybe. I don't know, but they were on RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. And before they did Drag Race, or like right around that time, Drag they were like offered. The, the like original comedians. Literally. Well, the web production company is called Wow. And they had this web series on YouTube. And then it got picked up by Vice, and they did, like, one or two seasons of episodes on Vice. And now they're still filming that, but now they also have a podcast called The Bald and the Beautiful. Oh. Because both of them are named Brian, and they're both bald. Oh, <laughs> It says, is anyone interested in hearing my experience seeing heaven? When I was about 13, I had an out-of-body experience. I was transported elsewhere, somewhere not of Earth. Let me know if this is something you want to hear, and I will take the time to type it all out. And then it says edit. Um, some people have been interesting, interested, so I will just write it out. And then it said, for some backstory, it gets somewhat religious, but my ties into what hap- but it ties into what happens. I have been in the church all of my life, never really cared for it, honestly. When I was old enough, I became part of the staff team. I was sort of like a junior usher, the people who catch people falling seat you when walking in do people fall off to that church i mean i guess unless you're drunk (laughs) (laughs) that church wine be hidden i don't know i guess like maybe if people are speaking in tongues oh yeah sometimes yes that's like a crazy religious church i've been to those churches i have too and tell me why i feel like they're um faking no uh, what is that? <laughs> yeah i would grew up catholic and like we would never yeah. like we you sit quietly <laughs> and, like we don't do that ghosts are always demons <laughs> have it at your own time at your own house like don't bring that in here all right although i was not too into the whole church thing i enjoyed my job oftentimes while the pastor would pray over people you could feel energy around air would thicken it would suddenly get hot Watch crazy people get unpossessed. A few months into doing this, I began to become quite intrigued in how it all worked. As I've always enjoyed paranormal, but I was not ready for what I was about to experience. It was my night off from ushering, so I was in mixed into the congregation. I love to sit in the back and kind of just blend in. For some odd reason, I wanted to sit up front. I'm standing and clapping and singing along to the band and the singers, not trying to stand out. I was already nervous being too close to the front, but bear with me, it gets weird. Suddenly, in my ear, the music begins to fade into background noise. I hear something whisper in my ear, let go, and commanding yet 
An angelic voice. I feel like we just got into people speaking tongues. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. How old is this person? Did they specify? No, but also we've talked about, like, people speaking tongues quite a few times on this podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, creeped out, I stopped singing and clapping, panic set in. I began to question what was happening. It was almost quiet. Again, I heard, just let go. By now, I'm legit sweating. I ignore it and try to focus on the band on the stage. I say to myself, I can barely hear them, yet they are right there. Panic turned into fear. The voice came back. Joseph, do not fear. Let go and let me show you something. This time, the voice was confronting. It eased my panic and fear. I closed my eyes. I suddenly felt my arms begin to lift as if they were their own, commanded by something subconscious, whatever you want to call it. As my arms reached full extension, a calmness came over me and music faded into mute. It was dead silent. I felt a hand embrace mine. At this point, I was not scared. It seemed familiar in a way, like home. I was not even bothered by the hand touching mine. I must have stood there for a few minutes, yet my arms felt weightless. They didn't grow tired. The voice found me again in the dark. What I'm going to show you may... No, no, what I'm going to show you not many have seen. You get to see this because you are special and I need you to fulfill your time on earth. You will do many things in your lifetime. Cast out spirits, speak to dry bones. Pro- prophecies will let you. Or prophecies... Prophecies you will tell. Wow. The voice didn't scare me, but it gave comfort. Look up, child. Open your eyes and see. I opened my eyes, and it was nothing. A dark void. I began to scan the plane I was in. I spotted a hallway with distorted light at the end. I walked toward the light, and it was almost calling my name. Inviting me in as I walked into the hall, which I can only describe as a movie theater hall. You know right before you see the screen, it was lined with lights where the floor met the wall. Yet, as much as I studied them, I couldn't tell where the source of light originated from. I got closer to the disoriented light. Sounds started coming from them. I could hear music, yet it was nothing I've ever heard. It was serenity to my ears. I came face to face with this disordered light and I stepped into it. Suddenly, I was standing on another plane. But this was different. Words can't describe the happiness I felt. It was like air was soft and clean like a fresh breath in the cold mountains i immediately felt love suddenly all the earthly thoughts worries disappointment and everything it all disappeared i could barely comprehend what was happening as the light dimmed all around me were clouds as far as i could see i began to step forward i heard something familiar laughing like schoolyard kids playing I reached the edge of the cloud and gazed upon the ground below. Okay, so, like, this dude's literally saying heaven is in the clouds. Okay. I, or they were rolling hills of green and full of life and color, but unlike colors on earth. They were green, but I can't describe it. Like, it, it was a different green, unlike anything I've ever seen. I scan the countryside, and I see people walking around laughing and socializing. Not one person I spotted looked sad. Everyone was happy. I could hear music filling the air. It was not overwhelming music, but low, audible ambiance. The stringing keys being played were otherworldly, nothing I have ever heard compared to this day. I'm now 26. Okay. Okay, there we go. Well, they experienced this before they were 26. Yeah, but they're 26 now. (laughs) When they said... It was a green unlike any green I've ever experienced before. 
Um, for those of you that have never taken psychedelics, it's like that. <laughs> like when you taking psychedelics and like okay here in Michigan we like to do this thing called tubing or floating where you get an inner tube and you float down the river because you know we got hella water here um, and nothing else to do nothing else to do but sit around in the water and and we only have a short time to enjoy it too because we just sunsets and people yeah lose their minds. literally but when you're like, it's already really beautiful, especially depending on the river that you're going down, but um, it's already gorgeous. Like, you're floating, and there's, like, all these trees and greenery around you, but when you take psychedelics and do it, it is another world. It is like floating through a painting, but, like, so much more vibrant and beautiful. Like, you can almost feel the colors when you're floating it is so exactly like this person described serene and beautiful and you just feel so at peace and like yeah. I know I sound like a hippie when I say this but doing that is what made me truly deeply genuinely feel the whole like we are all connected yeah that we are all I part of the lot. same like there's just something so almost spiritual about it and you're like wow like it feels like I could reach out and just yeah like as if you're inside of a painting. Yeah. It is unreal. Like, I highly, highly, highly recommend if you have not taken psychedelics and sat outside, do it. Like, yeah. but find somewhere. But, like, I won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but find somewhere discreet, like private. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be doing it in front of other people unless you're a pro because that will make you uncomfortable and you won't be able to get really the full experience. Like, as I'm ta- taking in. All my surroundings, I began to smell a fragrance. Unlike anything on earth, no flower or perfume could compare. It was sweet. My nose couldn't get enough of it. I took a big breath of the fragrance and I could feel a being behind me. I spin around to be only met with an embrace. Everything stood still. I was being held by someone or something. The smell was escaping a white cloth of the being. I dug my nose into the cloth. The amount of love radiating off this being is hard to explain. It's like being a little kid again, and you just got her, and your mom scoops you up and gives you a hug, and it says that everything is okay. That time's like a million. I don't know. He put a bunch of zeros in that morning. <laughs> the spam, the same, the spam, <laughs> the same voice that was calling me in the congregation, he spoke. He held me tight and said, I needed to show you this. Only then you would believe in me. The things you will do on earth. You are my ma- my messenger. You will speak in ways you never thought you could, can. You will commit miracles that defies all understanding. You will be successful. And you will never want nor need as long as you're with me. All you have to do is let go. His voice was so angelic and comforting, like a thunder without the scary part. Why sounding? All knowing. I spoke, why me? He responds, you, Joseph? Oh, okay came from a long line of descendants of the times I walked earth. You were chosen millions of years before anything was born. I asked, who are you? He replied, the great I am, the father, God, Jesus. Yuan, oh, I'm sorry if I did that wrong. The Holy Spirit, 
but know me as Jesus. Okay, first of all, isn't Jesus and God two separate things? No, I mean, yes, but like if you're Catholic, they are part of what we call the Holy Trinity, which okay. is like yeah, the whole the, God the Father, the Jesus Spirit. the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And that's why there's like what they say is like the three points of the yeah. cross, which is why you do like the sign of the cross. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that's four. Well, yes, but I mean, like, the two points are yeah. supposed to be, like, one. Okay. It's a, it's a plane. Okay. So, they are of the same, to put it in, like, business terms, entity. Like, the parent company owns, yeah. you know, the lower... Okay. I, every church I've been to, they've always been separate beings. Okay, yeah. I mean, yes, they are separate, I've never been but... to a Catholic church, though. Okay. It's always been, like, Protestant... Um, which are like branches of Christianity, which is, I mean, technically. Pentecostal. I've been to Pentecostal yeah. church. Technically, Catholicism is a branch of Christianity as well. Like the same as those would be. Actually, Muslim is as well. So I think they kind of are one and the same, to be honest. Yeah. Well, they are because All God, like, divinely created Jesus. There was, he had no real parents. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Mary, but I don't know that. Like, I guess they don't really go into detail about if it was her egg or not, or if God just said, there you go. Like, yeah, like Jesus is God in human form. So like, while yes, it's his son, it's like, that is him creating the human version of himself. So they are one in the same. Some of these religious people are going to be like, that's not how we do it. Yeah. 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 Don't come for us, but well, that's... And, like, everyone... That's how it's taught, yeah. is that God created Jesus to be the, like, living human embodiment yeah. of himself. Yeah. That's not how I so. learned it. But I also went to an entirely different church. I went to multiple yeah. churches. And, like, they're all different, but they're all also kind of one in the same. Yeah. Yeah. Like, big picture, same story. Uh, details just change. Yeah. And also, too, some of the stuff that Brian and I have been watching, they attribute to, like, the whole organized religion thing and that halos aren't really halos, that they're, like, orbs of energy. Ooh. Because these, like, celestial beings are from another, like, plane yeah, like, up there and yeah. they descended down. Okay. And that's why... Okay. Also plugging. I know I talked about the hematic principles earlier, so look up the hematic principles. Um, and... There is a docu-series on Netflix called Ancient Apocalypse. Ooh. And they talk about the theories of aliens having been here before. Mm-hmm. Like, that they are part of the reason maybe that, like, the Aztecs and, like, certain, like, Egypt, different civilizations were fucking up, doing too much, got a little too greedy, a little too rich, and they had to humble them real quick. And that's why they got wiped out. Yeah. But... What about us? <laughs> also, we're almost there. <laughs> literally, quite literally, we are almost there. So they talk about that and they talk about how these organized religions are writing about these like celestial beings that these like to gods, teach us to Greek mythology, that these people were like not necessarily real people, but they were real beings, that yeah. they were like from another world that came here and that we just call them gods, heaven you know, like, Jesus, that kind of thing, to to give ourselves a way to yeah. view it. So, like, and, like, also, like, people are, are they saying, like, aliens and God are one and the same? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Sort of, like... I can, not that I can get behind, Along I don't know. the same we can toss lines. that in the hat. Yeah. Well, and, like, 
just that because where did these people come from? They didn't come from an actual heaven. They had to have come from a different either solar system, planet. Like, they came from somewhere. Yeah. Like, they are not living in the clouds, really, because that's not how the world works. Yeah. That they came from somewhere. Yeah. That they came down here. We don't know how. We don't have a way to explain it. But that they came down, influenced us, and then left. Or reality. Yes. Or whatever. Yes. And there's a show on Disney Plus as well called The Orville. Very, very, very good. I believe it might be on Hulu as well. One of the episodes kind of touches on that sort of philosophy. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. If you have not seen The Orville, watch The Orville. It's Seth MacFarlane satire style, of course, but it's live action instead of um, like a cartoon. Or... No, satire. It's like Family Guy, but space. Okay. And... It's basically Star Trek meets Family Guy. Okay. And they talk about very I controversial see. topics, but in a way that relates to, like, space and other cultures on other planets. And it's honestly super entertaining, but so eye-opening at the same time. Like, it really puts into perspective things that are very prevalent in our society right now. Like, abortions, um, transgender people... Um, your parents thinking that you should live your life one way when you want to live it another because they have, like, generations of their own, yeah. you know, like, controlling possessive parents and yeah. just stuff like that. It's really, really I'm good. not saying, yeah, from experience, my mom's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you do you. <laughs> no, my, I, I related to it because I came from a family that was like, you will go to college. Yeah. You will be successful. You will make lots of money and support yourself. And yeah. it's like. I'm like, I live at home. <laughs> yeah, literally. What if I'm trying to be a bum, dude? I mean, I'm not, but what if I did? I, Let me dream. I'm not, but I'm also not, like, trying to move out at this moment or any moment soon. Yeah. I would purely only like, want to move out we, again. Can we go back to the times where unmarried women live at home until they're married? Yeah. And then also, I'm just never going to get married, so I'll be here forever. <laughs> Well, and I would be okay with that if my mom wasn't controlling, if my mom yeah. wasn't constantly putting her two cents into my life and how I'm living it and what I'm doing. And yeah. not that she's controlling, she just has an opinion about everything. And that seems like a lot of, like, my mother is, she's pretty cool about that shit. And was immediately taken back. There is no way. You can't be. I tried to lift my head to see him. He held me a bit tighter and said, you're not ready to see the face of God, but you will be. I didn't fight it and I said, okay. When will I see you again? I could feel my time coming to an end. Soon, my child, he said. Now go. Keep in mind all you have seen. This is your home, your true home. All you have been is willing. Be my vessel. Suddenly, everything snapped into reality. I was back in the congression. A song picked up where it had stopped before everything. Like, time was paused. An uncontrollable wave came over me. I broke. Tears came pouring out of my eyes, and I fell to my knees. I couldn't stop crying. The only thing I could do was say, send me, I will go. Uh, and I, and are that, and my did I go into time since. I have told people things they have never told anyone. Huh. Like okay. they, like, he's like, you hey, killed I someone before. You. And yeah. this guy's like, I've never told anyone that. <laughs> yeah, literally. Ted Bundy? <laughs> I have saved people from domestic possessions, or demonic possessions. Domestic, too, I guess. I mean, hey. Um, Domestic, demonic. Cast out spirits and demons, come face to face with demons. I have laid hands on others and watched them become limp and cry like a child. I've seen God's face. Story for another time. I'm still waiting for one thing he promised me. I will never 
bring a child that has drowned back to life. Not by my power, but his. Okay, so he's, so God told him he was going to bring a kid that was drowned back to life. Yeah. And he just hasn't yet. I have plenty of demonic stories of my endeavors. I wouldn't mind telling sometimes. Thanks for reading. Huh. Hmm. Let's see if That was 28 days ago. Do we have any updates? No. Top comments? I can tell a story about God's face. Yeah. Someone just said, so inspiring, and he said things. Okay, he said, someone said, did you see any other familiar people? Was there anything odd other than feeling a complete happiness? I would love to hear your experience. Would you make a story of your experience? Or would you make a series? He said, never seen anyone. The only thing that was weird was the void. It was a bit quiet, almost scary. I could hear my footsteps. Scary thing is someone comment i have a best friend d i don't know what he's saying (laughs) the void thing though isn't like i could be totally wrong i don't know religions i'm sorry but like isn't like in judaism how it kind of is is like you die and then like you're in a kind of like purgatory and god comes and he's like do you believe in me or jesus whoever and you either say yes or no and if you say yes you go with them i don't know that's what I've heard, but I'm also like, who who dies and sees Jesus, and then he's like, do you believe I'm real now? And who says no? <laughs> so maybe, like, I don't know. But also, people that I, I don't know, like, people that have had death experiences, don't they all kind of, like, see the same thing that's not what he's seen? But he didn't die. Okay, you know what, though? piggybacking on that one of the videos we watched they're talking about the guy that hosts or like the main narrator whatever the guy that is the ancient apocalypse show Mm -hmm. he's the guy he's a researcher like very well known like published like smart man laundry list of credentials researcher um he is working with other scientists, doctors, and they are studying what they are calling the DMT realm. So, like, when you do DMT, it typically only lasts about 30 seconds to a minute, most. And you have this, like, very, very deep, intense psychedelic experience. What they are doing is, like, clinically administering DMT to patients to keep them under for an hour. And then they're monitoring, like, brain activity, and then they're having these people, like, report back what's happening to them while they're under. And all of these people, every single person they have done this with has reported back experiencing the same type of experience, the same entities, the same encounters, like, that they are going through each, like basically the same thing and so they're like how can this many people be experiencing essentially the same thing so it must be this realm so by putting these people under for this long what they're starting to do now is like try to map this realm out because they think it's just like another dimension that people are accessing yes by being put under for so long yeah and i i mean like i could talk about this forever but 
Thanks for listening, friends. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time. Yeah.